That's weird. Our theme song's gone. <laughs> um, so how you been? Good, good. It's been a uh, pretty quiet week. Uh, sent my uh, family back home safe and sound on Monday. And it's been raining ever since. Um, kind of gloomy, but I like it. Well, we had a, we had an eventful week. We had a drop day on Monday, and um, before that, you know, we, right before uh, the weekend started, we had our first girlfriend's burn. What did you expect? How many did you think were going to go away? Honestly, I thought some people were going to take it. Um, you know, there maybe five. Ended up only being one. I heard, yeah, just the one burn took their base card and they're done with girlfriends. Uh, and of course, now there's a standing offer in the marketplace of two base cards and 55 three penny <laughs> for a girlfriend. For a girlfriend. Yeah. So, um, not the best play. We even said it on here. Maybe it was too late by that time, but you can get more out of your girlfriend than one base card. <laughs> um, but it's interesting because the girlfriends are sort of polarizing. I think. I think you've got some people who feel like they've made a mistake by taking on girlfriends, but now they're like in it, which is how many relationships have, have we been in where you're just like, Oh God, now I'm so deep. You string along. What is it? The um, sunk cost principle or something? Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's a lot of that to this, this mechanic. I mean, that's, I, like I said last week, I really want you examining what you're willing to do. It's like a real life girlfriend. That's the idea. Pays off every now and again, but on the daily, it's a struggle. Um, but you know, I think if you look at it, we go on a date like once a week, once every ten days. We're due. Something like that. But. That's not that often. I don't. I, I'm not. I don't want to make it where um, it loses its luster. But at the same time, I feel like when I sort of drag it out between dates, that people get anxious. Your video's off. No, yours is. Something happened. We that was weird. This whole time you haven't seen me. No. Um. Well, so you know. I, it's tough because I'd rather you guys were in, like completely intertwined with your girlfriends all the time. I think it'd be kind of fun. But at the same time, I, I don't want to put that on you, right? I think it's a nice um, off-season thing where, you know, we, we have a, a hole to fill when it comes to drops, right? Where this feels like we're spinning a wheel, you know? It's like keeps us engaged. I like that part of it where it's like, let's show up for a wheel span. Who knows which girlfriend's going to go on a date? What's it going to cost? And even if you're not chosen to go on the date, it's fun to keep up with it because someone's like, Oh, what do you got to burn a base card? Like, haha, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, and, and, uh, you know, when we spun that wheel the other day, there, there were some interesting things underneath. I felt, I don't know if you saw them. I didn't, I didn't catch what was on there, but that's scary that you're saying that. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's fun. I, and 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 those who were, were watching or, or watched the video, you know, it's it's got some neat elements to it. And I, I want that. I, I I want it to 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 be something where you know you're kind of never really sure what's gonna what's what's gonna be required of you. 
The blacked out columns, do you change what's in there from time to time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, yeah. Would no, it I still... be specific? It's like you got to burn a cat, mom. That seems, I mean, I, I, they're very, they're varied. And some, and the ones from last week were very specific, very specific. I believe on one of the wheels, it said must hold high-waisted brothers. I would have been great for that one. You would have been, you would have loved that. Yeah. A lot of people would have shaken their fist, <laughs> right? But it's a hold thing, not a burn thing on some of these more specific ones. That one was. I like that. Um yeah, I've been, I actually was playing with some some uh, conceptual stuff today, where you know I want to, I don't I don't know how I'm going to work it in, but you know it's one thing for us to understand as a group every card matters, right? Um, you want to you never know when something's going to come into play, but I like the the that concept of something specific being brought to life at any moment yeah i like that too um because then you know i love it when i see you guys go oh well that card doesn't matter <laughs> well that's that was used so long ago you know new people explaining to newer people is always the best <laughs> it's like oh no you don't need that because that was used long ago <laughs> is this a segue to the eight bidot uh, yeah, let's let's see, let's let's just start talking about Apidel, right? <laughs> um, it's so funny because I went back recently, not I didn't not now, okay, when they came out on object, but in the last five days or so, I went back and I listened to our LFG on the day that I dropped Apidel. Do you remember that day? I don't. <laughs> I was caught off guard. I didn't buy any on primary. Um, you were caught off guard. I, I accumulated three light blue Marlenas since they hit object with some offers. So that's all I have from that contract. Let me let me walk us down some memory lane here. Yes. It was a Sunday, and it was during uh, the national championship. So it was during March Madness. Okay. So we had a scheduled LFG to uh, determine you know, spin the wheel for madness and determine the winners and losers and, and everything and talk about that. So we'd been doing these things where Sundays at noon, we were getting together to sort of go over um, what had happened between Thursday and Saturday and, and, and put it all together. So there we are. So we know where this is happening. So what I'd done is I'd found that stuff, the eight Bado that night. I came across it. I'm like, oh, I, and I stayed up all night making them. And I minted them super early, like six in the morning. And then I took a nap. Okay. And while I took that nap, people found them. Celador found them. He told the exes. The exes were Indo Grotto, so they were all around and out to see them. So they went hard on them and got them. The monsters then picked up on it. Batbird got some and J Train got some and whatever. And it sort of spread through. All organically. I didn't tell anybody about any of them. There were still some available on primary when LFG started. And you came in. And in one of my favorite moments, now this is Kitch at noon on a Sunday. I don't know what his Saturday had been like. I don't know what was going on here. Why are you giggling? I'm watching you giggle. I don't know what, what I was doing either. 
<laughs> my kitsch goes, oh, are these going to, are these going to be threesomes? I can't do anymore. I can't take another one. I can't keep up. <laughs> this is on a whole other website that's shittier than him. Like, like, what is this UI? You were so despondent. It's in another language. You're like, oh, wait, no. Am I going to have to? Am I going to? Oh, God. He's have future utility. God damn it. <laughs> now, all I said, okay, all I said is these are minted on my wallet. They're minted on my wallet. Now, I did say to you that I, I'm, I, I can't make any announcements about anything. I don't know what the burn mechanic is. I understand that, that you can't burn the additions away. But I didn't go into it. I didn't look. I, I felt that by stating these are minted on my wallet, there's an implication there that all threesomes have future utility. Okay. If we get to a point where I'm minting things on my wallet that don't have utility, I'm probably dead and the project's being run by AI. And they've taken all of my recordings of my voice and every LFGU. The, the, the clue to the fact that it's AI threes that is running the project is that I start minting things that don't have utility on my wallet. Because they'll have the voice down. They have enough inputs. To oh, that's easy. There's, there's plenty of that. There's even plenty of like imagery of me. Okay. They can build a little, you know, NFT NYC 2023 is going to have hologram threes three pack with with a lot of money <laughs> with hologram, a lot of money <laughs> oh that's too soon i thought you actually meant like a pile of cash then i got it no no <laughs> um and so so yeah they're minted they're there and then this week they appear now here's what's funny on tuesday i think it was either monday or tuesday night i get hit up by by a grotto member hey threes I got questions about uh, future utility. I'm like, don't well, don't ask him. And he's like, no, I just, I just these apido things. I'm like, I want to do them. And I'm like, I go here. So this is why I went like grabbed that LFG, and I gave him that LFG. And I go, this will give you everything you want to figure out. There you go. And then I don't know, a half hour, hour later, he pings me and he goes, well. Okay, I was gonna buy these Marlenas, but they're gone now. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, while we were while I was watching that, I was watching the LFG and somebody bought the Marlenas that were like cheap. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, coincidence. I tell you that. And I'm like, what do you I go in? First of all, he sends me a link to a site which I'd never seen because I go on to the eight bado. Okay, I go on to eight bado and there's like, I can't even find anything. Like I, I literally, it's not loading. It won't bring up my collection. It's like horrible. I'm like connecting, disconnecting, whatever. And he sends me a link to something like Eight Talk or something, and it's like a an indexer site, but it's actually better. And sure enough, there's everything I've made. I'd never seen it, right? And I go and I look, and I'm like, oh, Dick Slayer bought those. Okay, Dick Slayer bought three of them. And he's like, yeah, fucking crazy. What's going on? This is, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on here, but that is sort of weird. 
Like a lot. It's weird. I'm looking here. And I go, well, two weeks ago, somebody bought one. Okay. I'm going through the history of all of them. I'm like, hey, they buy every once in a while. I don't know what's going on here. That was, I think, Monday night. Okay. Wednesday morning, I wake up and everybody's talking about them being on object. Okay. That's so weird. But if you go now, if you go back, if you go back on object in the activity, you actually see those three purchased. I have a feeling that what happened is like probably on European servers or something, they may have hit, they may have become searchable or something earlier ahead of when we all saw them on Wednesday. So I have a feeling that somehow they just showed up in, in like a feed or they showed up in a, in my collection or they showed up in something that Dick Slayer saw and then bought them because they were, he paid like, I don't know, less than 20 on all three of them. Right. And so I have a feeling that's what happened. And then, and then that, that like makes a little more sense because sure enough, you, if you go back to my like activity, they're there as sold three days ago or whatever. Boom, boom, boom. So, so I think that's what it was. It's gotta be something like that, that or Dick Slayer works for fucking ape <laughs> or, or works, works for object or something. As soon as they hit object, I had my offers out there. I ended up getting three of them pretty quickly. Um, oh, well, people couldn't. Here's what's funny. This is why I wanted to talk about it. Either. Okay. So these things have been sitting out there since March 27th. I had it. I had the, I called in dad to bees. I didn't call him in, but I said, if you have your holder, right? I made a holder utility for dad to bees for Father's Day. And so people went and bought a bunch of them. Somebody who was um, asked to leave the project sold their paper or their their uh, dot pigeon um, very cheaply a couple weeks ago. Okay, um, and now this stuff happens where they come up. I could not believe how quickly people were ready to sell them. Okay, so let's just think about this. They sit on this obscure little site. They're minted on my wallet. They're almost like a separate thing that you don't think about because they're not a part of, they don't, you don't see them, right? And then all of a sudden they make it to the broader marketplace where now they're a part of everything and you just see them and you can see them. I minted this on one day and then I started minting those and then I minted something else. They're just part of the collection and they're sortable and you can go on to object and you can click, just show me the ones on that contract. It's like its own little collection, the whole bit. Now's the time to dump them. Now's the time to buy. That's what I was saying. I was like, shit, now I no, can find them and see them. People in the project are like, oh, now I'm going to sell them. Can't wait to take offers on an edition of 15, on an edition of 22. Guess what? Not many of you can afford a dot pigeon 001, Okay. Go through and look at the other reference to the Dot Pigeon 001. That's the Threesmas Award. Not exactly cheap. Nothing Dot Pigeon related is easy to get. Let's take offers the moment they hit object. That's a good plan. I've never understood that from uh, the collector base here because you're always rewarded by waiting. Like being the first one to flip something, you're getting the worst deal you could get. Like, from a seller perspective, like, I mean, you could at least wait for this initial wave. The dot pigeon is already what 
tripled the floor now. It's like you could have just waited. And now that we've talked about this, somebody else is going to go want a dot pigeon, apido piece. And I, I don't know. It's like, why, why We're rush? We're back to the point where people are now chasing each other down. It, 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 people bought them. Dino bought one. I woke him up. I'm like, hey, <laughs> somebody just listed a top pigeon apido, which you slept through. I didn't tell him the last one. I woke him up and I'm like, hey, you probably want to go buy this thing. Because <laughs> you're not going to have another chance. He paid 99 The first person played 50 Dino paid 99 And then I think one or two more sold. And at one point, the, it was up to 333 for floor. And now they're chasing each other back down. Yeah, now's the time when that's a good choice. Because, you know, it's gone from being something nobody knew about, nobody would go find, okay, to now the whole world can see them. If you sort by, this is very interesting. If you sort all of the eight, you know, first of all, when they hit, the, I, you know, Neil mentioned this, but when they hit on object, the first thousand Tez sold of eight Bado, I was 650 of it. No way. Yeah. The first thousand Tez sold of eight Bado on object, I was 650 of those. Um, there's, there's only one artist who has higher standing offers on their Apido pieces than I do. Any guess? Sand can. Sand can. <laughs> Sand can made eight bins. What the fuck? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> oh, Sand can. Such a sweet boy. Um, yeah. So probably a good idea to sell those things as quickly as you can, everybody. <laughs> I, I feel like this is one of those times where you see the people's reaction and then spiteful threes makes those some of the most powerful cards just to fuck over the people that sold out of them. Um, I wouldn't say that spiteful threes uses his utility that way, but spiteful threes remembers. <laughs> um. I'll say this. I have tested it and confirmed that you can, even though it still says it on the Apido site, on the Apido site, on the FAQs, it says, can I burn? And it says, no. This is no these are not to be burned. They can't be, you can't do this. Dumb threes. Believe it. Yeah. <laughs> People said to me, you know, you could probably burn them on the object contract. I'm like, no, that's not burn. That's simply sending them to a burn address, which is fine. The question becomes, does that reduce the addition count? And if it doesn't, then there's no point. And that's that's what most of the you know sloppily written ETH contract pieces do. Okay, it's an addition of 100. You burn it, and it's still an addition of 100. Okay, it just now it's held by the burn wallet. Okay. Nice thing about the way that the, the original hen contract was written, when it hits the burn wallet, it reduces the addition size by one, which is what we love, right? That's a big part of the project here. So I ran it through. I did one. What'd you burn? Bought an, I bought an addition of 10. Oh, a random apido, something that not you had. Nobody needs to know what it, what it was. Okay. I didn't buy it on my account. I had somebody 
uh, orchestrated. But it reduced the addition size. Went from 10 to 9. Oh, my God. Are we in business? Big time. Big time. You think I'm not going to love to burn through some Apidos, motherfuckers? Yeah. And a lot of you took offers of 10 Tez. I mean, an addition of 15. Anybody want to go look through any of my pieces and look for additions of 15? Not to mention the Joe. Not to mention iconic. I only made iconic ones. That's the whole point. The whole point of this was to poke fun at this whole thing. I Look, I made them the iconic pieces. I did not then sniff my farts and think that I was amazing. You don't, you don't look at any of my descriptions and come across the phrase, this is so simple, it's genius. I would invite maybe some of you to look around and see if any of my peers said such things. This this is a good um, show for what's going to happen when Wallet connects a real thing, right? When everyone can see all of their Tez, all of their ETH pieces, the stuff from Nifty Gateway, and they're like, oh, yeah, this shit's part of the program. Like, yeah. Because if people aren't thinking of it that way, you know, this is one small one that was on, you know, another contract that people forgot about. But like Nifty Gateway All Stars has slept on. I think those prices are juicy. Oh, they're great. Those prices are. The prices are pretty close to what they sold for. Um, and not only that, there's people who just can't wait to get rid of them, which I don't know. I, I think they're kind of You know of why? They haven't been called up yet. So people oh, don't know what the, the utility is. As soon as you announce it, it's back then to they the all world. go back and want them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I can't hit you guys over the head. I have to let you guys make mistakes. And you do a lot. That's fine. And we all learn together. Okay. Um, but there, there's got to come a point when you've been in the project long enough. Nothing's forgotten. Come on. It's all in play. We're here for a long-term run. Okay. I can't run through everything immediately. You guys, it, it, it's seriously, we would have people overwhelmed. Brain dead. Yes. <laughs> So I was talking to Crouton last night and just talking about pacing. And I looked back to see what was minted like a year ago. And sure enough, uh, the beginning of this week, a year ago was Kurt flood. We just kicked off Cardinale. Uh So from June to September, we got through seasons two through the beginning of seven. Uh And it's like, now we're, you know, we're slowing down a lot and there's still a lot of stuff that's tangential to the main project that still fits in. And it's a lot of stuff still, but we've like definitely slowed that down. Can you imagine Cardinale was a year ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in a year, in a year, we go Cardinale, coders, elephants. We also, if you look at that time, okay, look at the mechanics that we drop. You got decorative gourds, which then spin into oranges. Okay. So you've got the gourds and the knives that produce the orange drop, which then introduces us to bidding and and betting, right? You've got, then we go through the threesmus, okay? Threesmus being 
a chase where you've got to decide if you want to then burn the piece that you have to qualify for the whitelist on something else. Okay. That on something else, of course, being threesies. Then we have Valentine's. Okay, which introduces the Valentine's mechanic, the idea of taking your Valentine's to class and giving them to everybody in the room, right? Along with stacking to come, right? And even there, I can't I can't tell you about stacking at the beginning because you just trying to wrap your head around how to give all of these away to be able to buy them and why would you do that and what are you doing, right? And then we got madness. Okay. It's all about risk. It's all about understanding how external factors, okay? Think about that for a second. Yeah. Something I had no control over. The outcomes of basketball games, American basketball. American college basketball is going to determine how my project plays out. (laughs) It's a risk. (laughs) (laughs) And then when you get your stuff and you decide – are you going to use it and get that stuff then? Or are you going to hold on to it for later? There are 180 left of 256. 76 one of ones have been burned away. 76 of 180. They're quite powerful in season. You, you got a one in 180 chance during season nine. They hidden at that point. You know, if, if, if that's where the, if that were the case, right? Well, didn't somebody burned after waiting a long time? What did they end up running away with? How many base cards? No, you had two. You had one that got four and one that got five. Unbelievable. That's yeah. like that's a that makes your fucking month. Like you're like, hell yeah. A-N-A-F-S-L-T made his chase. Nips was one card shy of a chase. I don't know if he already hit it or if he had to go buy it, but he had a chase. A chase. Because they held on to a piece that they got for five Teds. So yeah, meanwhile, all of that was happening. <laughs> meanwhile, if you held on to those the oranges and then you get to you know, you, you get to, to number fourteen, how'd that go for you? Pretty well. If you had the oranges, if you picked those up early, you know, we're talking the way FOMO Boy did, you could guarantee your team a win with that one. You know, like that ended up being the linchpin cards, you know, the oranges. The orange Ratro, Ratro bought one, I think, for eight tests. Unbelievable. About another 20 tests. First of all, who's doing this? This is what I'm talking about. This is where it's like, what are you doing with the money? I talked about this during um, during the AMA yesterday. It's okay to sell the stuff. It's, it's, first of all, again, do what you got to do. You spent the money, you do what you want to do. Okay. You're not being held hostage here. You're not, you know, you have, uh, there's no obligation for you to stay in the project. But if you're going to be in the project, be in the project and think clearly because you, otherwise you set yourself up to having to, it's going to go rough on you. You're not going to have as much fun, right? But if you're, if you're selling something to move into something else in the project, probably not a bad idea. It's probably a smart play to do that. That's kind of a good thing. But if you're moving it to then just go habitually buy other pieces, I don't see how that works. Nothing else is a profit for me. I don't there's I don't play around with anything else at this point. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I wish I hadn't bought anything. God, if I could turn back the hands of time. 
Wish I hadn't bought a single thing. Wish I would have lumped lumped all of my purchases into one bucket and just dove in on an X copy on Super Rare back when I first started when they were just five ETH and ETH was nothing and then sold that and then, you know, I'd have three houses now. Yeah. A couple board apes probably could have made better play there, but eh, whatever. Whatever. And here we are, Smoothie, accepting my offer of 0.9 Tez for Valentine, so... It's a smart move. Smart and get move. out. And get out at some point. <laughs> you're not gonna need you're not gonna need that when season 10 starts. That's for sure. No. That's the thing that um, you know, it's tough for me to say because it's a big strategy that smart people employ here is that when something's quiet, that's when you attack it. When something hasn't been called up in a while and you have an inkling that it might rear its head soon, go and throw some offers out. Get that card from the, the paper hand. Shake it loose. It, there's stuff out there that's been forgotten about, and Apado is one of the main ones that we're talking about here today, but there's a lot of stuff on the main contract that slept on that probably could get scooped up at any point. And you know the prices will go skyrocket once you call it up. You know, we were talking about this the other day, um, the numbers, right? I was I, – I hit – I don't know why I said 770 minutes. Um, that number is actually low. It's, 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 it's off. 211 quad mints, 323 editions, right? Because mm-hmm. some of them are multi-edition. 180 extant madness. Okay. There were 256. Yeah. yeah left. There were, there were, you know, 76 others, but there are 180 left. So that puts you at 391. 85 Valentines left because one got burned all the way out, right? So now you're at, what is that, to 476, and we haven't even gotten to the main wallet. 257 on the main wallet gives you a number of 733, okay? Of course. And yet, okay, there were 76 burned away, okay, which be 809, total mints on the Tez side, okay? Not to mention we already have now seven ephemera, okay? So let's call it extant. So now we're at 740 extant mints on Tez, and we have 216 mints on ETH. And two on Bitcoin. Oh, my God, and two on Bitcoin. Jesus Christ. Add that to your list. Um, it's a, it's a thousand twenty one, a thousand twenty one mints. So yeah, you can't you can't keep track of every single one of them. Now you can group those, and you should you should be looking and get a feel. You if you want to be in this, let's talk about this for just a second, right? Let's talk about some some time and some commitment and some engagement. The bulk of the grotto waits to be pinged that they got to do something. The majority of that bulk will then go do the thing. There are not that many who spend a lot of their time on this project. But everybody sitting here, if if you've been around the project at all, can probably think through who those 10 to 15 people are who every day go and look at every one of these collections and see 
If anything new has been listed, what's been sold, okay? They look, now look, there, some people actually love the project, actually love the work, actually love the collection. Some people like to go look at it. Crouton being one of these people. Likes to just go look through his collection like he's flipping through his baseball cards, right? He loves to just sit there and giggles at the X's, goes through threesies and imagines trait combinations that could have been or will be in the future, right? He enjoys it. He has fun with it. Some people stay on top of their investment at every turn, okay? Some people are looking for bargains all the time. But most people, out of sight, out of mind. A lot of those most people still are, are, are like drawn to some, some other projects on the allure of getting rich. Can we be honest? Can, we, can anybody look into their souls and honestly tell me that any NFT collectible, any NFT art, anything that they have, be honest Look in the fucking mirror and look into your soul as you say it and tell me it doesn't have to do with money. Exactly what it's there for. That's exactly what it is. That's what the entire thing is. Okay. Speculative vehicle for investing. It, let me put it this way. I've been thinking a lot about this. If whatever you own is more than an addition of one, okay, you cannot tell me that it's not a speculative vehicle for wealth. Because... The fact that that artist made hit like two or 200 or 2000 was about them getting paid. That was the idea. That was the concept behind it being an addition. You want to come at me and tell me that you're an artist and it's all about the art and it's not about the money, then you better have never minted an addition. Right. It's all about one of ones at that point. Why wouldn't it be? It's all Why about that. It's all about that. Okay. So. And go ahead and go smell your farts if all you've ever made are one-on-ones. <laughs> yeah. I tip my cap to you. <laughs> okay. I got an update for you, though. I have 180 different mints across those three wallets. I'm pretty happy pretty about decent. it. Yeah. It's pretty decent. 745 to total editions. All you have to do is sell 178 of them to have fewer threesomes than Mike Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. My addition count is 745. But I have 180 different cards. It's pretty awesome. And I, I love my spreadsheet. Like if you're, I, if you have a fairly large, large collection, if you have more than like 30 cards, you should put them all on a spreadsheet and start looking at like the quantities and the, like how many of you have, how many is the full edition count worth? What's the year on the card? What series is it? What card number is it? What's your holder utility on it? What kind of compounding utility do you have? Also put in there what you paid for it. Because I, I, I kind of just do how. So I'll go, I'll say secondary and maybe put Tez if I got on secondary, or I'll put primary or burn three bases or burned an insert. I nice. usually okay, perfect. Yeah. I keep up with how more than the actual dollar. Awesome. But the, but the reason that I'm doing that, okay, I think it becomes important to really understand what you're in on a card. Because what happens is, I think the sticker value, the current market price, the last sold, the floor, whatever that is, glosses you over. You start questioning 
why you would use it or why you would what it is or what and it changes your interaction with it if you're the sort that is ever gonna go i can't burn that because it's too expensive if that's your mindset then you have to acknowledge what you paid for it originally right if it's not, not if it's not if you simply are collecting because you want them you want them, as many of them you want to do all that then then don't okay but so many people will be like, nobody's going to burn Series 2 because those things are worth thousands of dollars. What you've told us time and time again, though, and, and taught us through your actions, is that when you make something extremely hard, you make the payoff that much better. So it's like, I'm in this game to play the utility, however it comes up. Like, And I try to have multiples of cards so I can hold one for the next time it's called up, but also participate in the utility that's in front of me today um i think it's always better off to use it if you're ever on the fence about should i use this card or hold on to it like i lean towards using it because you usually get something pretty cool out of it and then you're you're still in the game you're on to the next point now like we have this new card which also is going to be used for something else and it's like yeah they might call up the old card that you burned a while back but you know, maybe you just don't get to go on that path of the choose your own adventure game. You have the new path now, but play it how you want. But that's how I kind of see it. Yeah, no. And that's that's the beauty of it. Ideally, is that everybody gets to take and, and there should be so many different approaches that you really can personalize it and play it as an individual, you know, your own way and what becomes important to you. I mean, you know, retro, it's going to be very I think the retro situation going to this next season is going to be very interesting because Ratro had every single edition ever made. He's only, only the only things he were missing were some were water ones. Yeah. Painted X's quads, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. If there was only one, he only had one. Then the trash bros award came and he didn't get it. Edition of 10. He announced edition of 10, but he announced I'm out. I can't keep up with this. Yeah. Up until that moment, there was a moment. It took him a while. He only had it for like a week. It took him time to track all those down. This is the best collector out there, and it still took him a while to get a few pieces that were hard to get. He had them. And there was a point where he had every single edition, and now he's like, okay, I don't. So it's off of his shoulders, that pressure. But now it'll be interesting how he, what he, what he goes for. What's his, and it's going to be interesting if an edition of 10 Trash Bros finds his way to the market yeah then he's like well now i gotta keep doing it yeah that's another question collectors have to ask themselves are they going for breadth of collection or depth of collection and i'm i've been on the fence about this now i feel like i have a really good breadth like i have a lot of older cards and series and now i'm thinking about the depth of those series because of correlated because of painting um those extra steps i'm thinking I need to get deeper in some certain areas if I don't want to lose those cards completely. So that's a conversation I'm having with myself now. For me, I would hope that everybody, as you get more into it and you get more sort of exposed to it, start imagining what it is that you, what is it to you? What's important to you? Do you like a certain narrative of it? Do you like a certain approach? Is it that you want all the teams? Okay. Is it that you want to figure out what little stories are being told on the side and how they interact or what they do there? Is it that you like a certain 
element of it. Okay. Look, go everybody when you have a chance today, go and, and on to objects, the best place to look at your stuff. Okay. Because you can sort and you can do that. Go and, and pull up my collection. Just type in Marlena. I do it all the time. Go look at them all alongside each other. It's fucking awesome. I don't, I never hear anybody. I've yet to hear it. Somebody say, I want one of every Marlena. I've never heard that. And yet to me, I, I go, I want one of every Marlena. Like, I have the gift, so I feel completed there. <laughs> cocky. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, to, to me, I don't know. I don't, I, it's funny that you mentioned years. I mean, I, I'm just throwing this out there. Is there anybody who wants to collect all the 77s? Is there anybody that wants to collect all the 64s or whatever? Have, has anybody thought about that? Am I the only one who's been waiting for you guys to think about that? I started tracking years like a month ago on my spreadsheet. But it lays out the story a little bit better because I don't think people realize that those dates line up. Like they make sense. I think I put it into Grotto not too long ago about um, all the dad to be. The Paul Russell timeline um, makes sense with all of the, the Father's Day and the Mother's Day card and um, – all of that lines up. Now, the high-waisted brothers, that's the mystery here is that Rick is also in there, and he's wearing another team's jersey. We don't know what team that is yet. But that's, like, kind of the stuff that I look into. Like, I like that kind of stuff. That's the thing. You you, you dive into it. I, I want more and more people to get comfortable with it. And have a lot of people it. weren't here for a big narrative story, though. Like, when we have something like Gord's again – I think that's when people's wheels start spinning. I think that's when I realized, we talked about this before, that everything was connected. Like Gorge really brought that in. And to not participate in that as a new person, there might be some dots that aren't connected. So go back through all the orange. Or the, they're all tagged orange, so you can look them up that way. And read the descriptions, like the order that they came out, I think will help you see some of that narrative that was coming to light there. Yeah, no doubt. Um, tags can tags can play. Okay, it's it's not. I mean, to me, it's not that much even to just scan through. You know, um, it's like fourteen pages or fifteen pages or something like that at twenty fours. Right, it's not that much. You can go th you can go through all of it, but I want maybe that's what you know. Sometimes I know exactly what I want to get across in the, in the podcast. And every once in a while, we, we just want to have a conversation. But I think naturally, and it's well, where we get to our, the next part of this week, what happened, I think you'll understand it, right? For me, I want you to start getting more and more comfortable of seeing the interplay of all of the pieces and understanding why it is that some things keep appearing, okay? And look at that as as a part of this overall thing. This week, we dropped a G friends. Okay. Buried the lead here. Yeah. Okay. We had a drop. We had a goddamn drop Monday, which was, I mean, I, I'm, it's electric for me. I, I mean, I'm, I love it. I love a drop day. I love the idea of you guys having done all the things you need to do to be a part of the drop forms. Okay. Being aware, paying attention. Okay, I'm figuring out what's going to cost or what you're going to spend or whatever. Okay, figuring out if there's a utility that you're going to play into it. Are you going to go pick up some of the stuff to play into the utility if you don't have it? Whatever. And then the reveal. 
And for you guys not to know what I'm baking, I love it. I love it. First of all, I, it just doesn't happen, right? Even, even if you go to like a, a reveal, pre-reveal, collectible type thing, guess what? They know what the fucking thing is. They've been teased. They've been shown. You can get this one. You can get this one. This is what it looks like. This is what the little animal does. This is what the little animal's wearing, right? Right. When I'm dropping a new piece, you got no idea. It's a new team. When the team hits, then you then you go, okay, well, it's going to be the rest of that team, okay? But that first Monday is... Do people realize that it's like opening a pack of baseball cards? I don't think they do. Or it's like you know it's like in a card format, but you don't know what you got in there. And that's kind of what these, what any drop we sign up for, we don't know what it is going in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's the, that's the whole thing. To, to, from, I mean, to be able to do that and to get you guys to all buy in, I love it, right? That everybody will say, yes, I will buy the thing that I don't know what it is. <laughs> and this one was open to the public. Yeah, open to the public. Made it, you know. I, I put some barriers there. It, it's harder for the public, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, um, now I didn't know what Wombat's piece was going to be. You didn't know either. Oh no, we. I. It took me a while to negotiate, like even doing it. Okay, but once I got it negotiated down, once it's set up. Okay, she just she said, you know, okay, so. Do I have to do like threesies? I said, no, you do anything. You do anything. It should somehow connect to my stuff. But even there, I'm not going to tell you it's got to connect. It could be just whatever. It's a mint of yours. It's going to be on my wallet. Okay. I'm going to do something for you. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm, I'm, you know, it's going to mint on your wallet. It's my, it's my job as the artist to figure that out. It's your job. Do whatever. So we come to this agreement a few weeks ago, and then, because I had somebody else I was going to be, and now I can't be that person. And so, um, now it's like three weeks out, and the next day she's like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> she's like, oh, it's, I didn't know what I was going to do, but the moment I figured it out, it was so perfect, and I knew what it was going to be, and so I did it. I'm like, okay, well, I'm still going to figure my shit out. So just chill. And her piece and is said, awesome. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Kurt Russell as Joe, yeah. Louis Vuitton in his mouth. It it evokes that. I mean, everybody knew exactly what it was as soon as we saw it, you know? And that's the point. Yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah, it was perfect. It's perfect, right? And then, of course, I mine. It took me a while to figure out what I was doing, and I battled some some illness and whatever, and so it wasn't quite myself. But then, I knew I was going to go one or two directions, and the direction that I decided to go Sunday morning, like I went through thousands of cards looking for something that was what it was wanted it to be, and there it was, right? So literally, I spent all Sunday morning just on the floor thumbing through cards. Right, because like, you had to find the background that you wanted to paint around. I, yeah, just I let the cards tell me what they want to be. Basically, sounds so. Yeah, dumb, but, but I do right, and um, I pulled it off. I, I love what I did. It was I a love 15 the hour painting session. Yeah, yeah, 
15 hours. The detail on it are ridiculous. You saw the, the dimes that we were messing with on Monday night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's stupid how small it is. <laughs> I mean, there are times every once in a while where I feel like I'm some carnival hack painting on a fucking grain of rice, you know, <laughs> except that I've, those guys with the loops and the things and the, you know, that's nonsense. I just, I just paint, but, but anyway, that piece fits her profile. That's, perfectly. that's what I love. That's what I was trying to do. Do you know how hard it is? Her, if you go look at her work, her entire profile, it all connects. It all feels the same. Okay. To mint one to make it fit right in, and it does. It sits there, and it's like, oh, that's that's a different piece, but that's a wombat piece. Oh, no, it's you know. If you look at the fusion alpha pieces, it even has that yellow border around it, yeah. which mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? It's it's perfect. Yeah, no, I just I, I was that's what I was going for. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's it it works. Hers works, and now. So now, this is what I'm getting at. Go and look at Joe Malfitano next to the Wombat piece, next to the Eight Bado piece, next to a Threesies with the Louboutin in his mouth. There's three of those. Okay? Now imagine we leap forward a little bit and there's going to be blue-painted Joe Malfitano Green painted Joe Malfitano, pink painted Joe Malfitano, whatever, right? And imagine the way that they're going to fit together. And now step back from your project for a second and come back into it as though there are people all over the world who collect these baseball cards. Some of them are this edition, some of them are that edition, some of them are... uh, throwback and some of them are the original and some of them are reprints and some of them are refractors or whatever. Okay. And all of a sudden you can understand how this plays. Go look at Paul Russell. Imagine that you're somebody out there who collects Paul Russell threesomes baseball cards. Who's your favorite player? Paul Russell. I have all six. <laughs> you know? Right. That's a new way to collect too. That I haven't thought about because it is going to continually expand. It's like I'm Look an Ivan De Jesus guy, and that's what I get. You know, we have people that have multiple cards. They're they're actually it's not a rarity anymore that people have multiple cards. I it, go back now to series two. I started and ended with Dot Pigeon. I was telling everybody back then, yeah, Dot Pigeon has multiple threesomes. That's the way this works, right? They, they go flip through a binder full of old baseball cards. Nez the Great has his binders still from when he was a kid, okay? Go flip through them. Guess what? There are multiple Duffy Dyers, right? Yeah, every fucking year they played. <laughs> yeah. Okay? And so that's the thing. Now come back into my project, and now when you start collecting... And the bulk of you are collectors. Yeah, you came for the 100X. I get it. I'm glad that I had that to bring you in. And I'm glad that we waltzed the motherfuckers out the door that that's all they cared about. There's no space for that. But I needed it to get you here. Nobody's coming if the fucking Series 2s don't 50X on every single one of them that same week. Nobody's coming, right? 
I, that's the thing. That's what we go back to this whole conversation. This space, the NFT world is built on speculative wealth. That's all it is. And I understood that. And I built something with that built into it that can allow us to have a real conversation here. Every once in a while, we still have people in the grotto. That's all they care about. They don't care. They're not engaged. They don't want to be a part of it. They just want their JPEGs, their PNGs. They just want their JPEGs to be worth more money. And they're willing to wait that out because they know, they know they're going to be worth a lot. Okay. But the rest of you actually do care. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. Get more into it. Find that 45 minutes a day to listen to LFG because it changes everything. The people who listen to LFG every day, okay, are the best players. They're the ones that come the season, that when season 10 rolls around, they're going to kick your ass. They're going to get every drop. They're going to do all those things because guess what? All summer long, they didn't say I'm out once drop 10 and 11 happened. And they don't just every once in a while go, hey, when's uh, season 10 start? Yeah? No, yeah? Okay. I'll be back later. Yeah. Guess what? You're going to lose. You're not going to be very good at collecting because you don't put any energy into it. This is not about filling out forms. Yeah, if you don't fill out forms, then you're dead. But it's worth, it's, it's worth some of your time. Because guess what? I watched all of you motherfuckers. There's nobody who plays me casually that this is the only NFT thing that they're in. If you're only playing me casually, then you're in all sorts of shit. And all that shit, you put a lot of fucking time into. And guess what? How's that going for you? It's going to do to them what it did to me. And it's going to hurt your bank account. So take some of that, cut your losses, acknowledge that it's not the best use of your time, and put a little effort and a little energy into me and this project, and I'll take care of you in a really big way, okay? If you're not listening to every LFG, look, we get about 50 or 60 people every day in LFG. If it's if it's announced as a, as a drop or something like that, yeah, a lot more, okay? We get about 10 or 15 listens at the most to the recordings. That's why half the time I don't even bother fucking putting them up. Somebody asks for it, I'm like, okay, here you go. But it's a pain in the ass to upload, wait for a half hour as it goes and build it all out and make sure that I mark it. No 13-year-old Indian girls can see this. There it is. <laughs> I wasn't going to be quiet. I knew at some point that I had to rear it ugly head. <laughs> I wasn't going to go quietly into the dark night. Um, but if you don't want to, if you don't want to show up to LFGP and you don't want to listen to the recording, if you don't want to come to LFG and you don't want to listen to the recording, I get it, but you don't really deserve all of this stuff that everybody who does put a little effort. And I'm just saying this. Okay, let's say you go to all four LFGs. That's five hours of your life for the week. The people who spend five hours a week on this project have some wallets that emergency hit. We know this. We know somebody in our, in our inner circle owner group. We know somebody, one of the best wallets in the game. Emergency hit one day. He's like, hey, I need some fucking money immediately. Hey, guys, what do you get? 
ten thousand dollars in fucking few hours off off you know just behind closed doors people are like yeah i'll help you out here we go okay still thriving still a part of the world like doesn't you know but built up one of the best walls because guess what they listen to everything they're in every day they're paying attention they're strategizing they're loving it they're teaching a college course about it for christ's sake <laughs> okay um i don't see why somebody who doesn't want to do all of that deserves all of the spoils i mean literally like and that's what this as i've come to understand that the downfall of a project is people who don't care about it because they're more than willing to sell it up the river when the time comes right the real projects have people that care and so my project rewards those who care there's still some benefit to having the pieces. We talked about that a bunch this week. It's come up. Well, you're saying you don't want casual collectors. Can't somebody come casual? Yes. Go buy on secondary and just go sit on it. Flip it when you're ready. Do that. But you don't get all of this. You can't turn that into this, into that, into this, into that. No. Right. When the mini no. games pop up, you're not going to be able to participate. Yeah. No, I won't let you. You have no. I... You leave this project, you're leaving with zero utility. Right. Now, you sell your piece to somebody who's in the project, hey, the utility's back. Okay? This is the concept of the trash. This is the concept of the trash drop. If you're an asshole and you're outside, you don't care, you don't even want to pay attention and read the tweets that are telling you the thing that you're going to 500x, Okay. That's the going price right now, 500X, okay? There's some, you know, regulations to that. You don't want to do that. You don't get to use it. The people that are paying you 500X for it will be handsomely rewarded because they care, because they believe in this. They, they want to be here. And so as you're, you know, you're, you're a new guy. You're a new guy. You came in this week. We're telling you to listen to the podcast. You're gritting your teeth and getting through this, even though it's a little convoluted for you. And you're going, well, it sounds to me like I got to put some effort in. Goddamn right. Last year, people didn't have to put any effort in, didn't have to put any money in. One Tez. Not that hard to get. Sit on it, sell it for 500 Tez. Yeah, cool. Again, the fact that that even was possible is what brought the smart people in, the people that care. Okay, I'm telling you, you guys are pushing me into a corner where I'm going to start fucking condensing again. Okay, I'm fine with it. There's plenty out there now. We see it. We got people buying it simply to listen. You buy if, if somebody buys it for fifty and lists it for a hundred, that's really great for the market. Like, that's what we want to see. And we're seeing that. Okay. But you're not going to, you're not going to just fucking take, take, take and not care and not put effort in. Those days are gone, man. So if you're new and I'm scaring you by telling you, you got to come to an LFG, you got to listen, you got to listen to the podcast. You got to care about the people around you and get the fuck out. Don't even bother. <laughs> Go buy some secondary and I can sit on them, make a lot of money. 
right? Am I wrong, Kitch? No, no. Everybody plays to their level, but if you want to actually be successful and have fun here, you got to dive all the way in. Yeah, you, you really do. I mean, there's a lot of players that I get it. You're just like, I don't want to listen to LFG every day. And that's fine. But I don't want to hear any complaints from you down the road. And I, don't, I, don't, want, I don't want you to expect that I'm going to go out of my way for you. Because I go out of my way for everybody. Yeah, you're a good friend to have, so. You know, I mean, honestly, I, I, I love you guys. I'll go out of my way. I will cross the street for every single one of you motherfuckers. But if you're, if you're just sitting here taking advantage of those people that I love, I'm not going to protect you. When you fuck up, you're fucked up. And all of a sudden, you're going to have zero utility on your hands. <laughs> So, is that scary enough for everybody? It's a good way to roll into the weekend. (laughs) Not as scary as being on a bus in Mumbai, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Surrounded. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm going away for the weekend. Yeah. 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 I'm going away. Um, Wish me luck. I actually need some some good old-fashioned luck to get through this weekend. Uh, But I'll be back in New York um, next week. And uh, I'm sorry that I, I can't go to L.A. this weekend. I was invited to L.A. and I would really like to go. And it's not going to work out. But hopefully down the road I can make that happen and then bring that experience to the grotto because it's kind of a neat thing. I don't know. We'll see. Is this a personal weekend or a painting weekend? No, this weekend I'm not even taking paints with me. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I'm my schedule is so wacky. I fly in tonight. I drive... 300 miles. I do a thing tomorrow. I drive 300 miles. Like, yeah, I'm, there's no painting time. Oof. So, but it's uh, uh, good Lord willing, things will work out and I'll be uh, all finished with it all. So that's the plan. But it's the plan. We'll see. Um, but next week, I would, uh, if you're one of these casual guys, first of all, you're not listening anymore. But if you, uh, are a casual guy, you probably want to be looking out for notifications next week. It's probably one of those things being announced next week. That's probably the thing that you've all been waiting many months for. Oh, Jesus. So, I would be paying attention to your notifications. <laughs> all right. You got anything for me? Nothing on my end. Good luck. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. All right, everybody. We'll see everybody on Monday, LFG from the bleachers. Peace.